When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. This is a line from one of the most prolific and successful Hollywood actresses ever alive. And if she was one thing, she was absolutely and unabashedly extraordinary. And of course, I'm talking about the incomparable Mae West, whose career as an actress, screenwriter, director and singer spent over seven decades. What an achievement. And you know what? On top of that, she was a style icon, a sex symbol, a very astute investor, a savvy businesswoman, a feminist and an early supporter of gay rights. Hi, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about Mae West, a woman I'm absolutely fascinated by. I think she is remarkable and unique and just extraordinary. So I think she is a perfect example to show you what an extraordinary life looks like, especially if you live it unapologetically. A brief overview in case you have never heard of this extravagant lady. So the gist of it. She was born in 1893 and died in 1980, being 87 years of age. She started acting at the age of five and wrote and directed her last movie Sextet in 1978 at the ripe age of 84. Thus, coming to a total of 67 years of being an active performer. She wrote, directed and acted in nine stage plays and starred in 12 very successful movies. She did radio work, performed in sold-out Las Vegas venues, published eight record albums, two of them rock and roll, and six books. She's just... Oh, I love her. So, what made her so extremely sensational? Why am I so fascinated by her? Well, one of the secret ingredients to her success was her very risky writing style. You heard right. Mae West was first and foremost a playwright and she had a sensational sense for double entendres and was extremely quick-witted. If you look up on Google Mae West quotes, you get the most amazing quotes and probably you have heard most of them during your lifetime and didn't know that it was from her. She wrote all the plays on Broadway herself and even if she played roles created by others, she was usually allowed to change the lines or she changed them and then they left the changes in because they were so freaking awesome. And when she came to Hollywood at the ripe age of 42, which even today is considered a retiring age for actresses in Hollywood, she had a supporting role in a movie. She was very disappointed by it because she was a very, very successful star on Broadway in New York. And when she transferred to Hollywood to become a screen actress, she was just like, well, why do I get a supporting role on Broadway? I wrote and directed and played in my own place. Why, why am I doing this here? So she took a very small role and rewrote the lines. And it was just like perfection. She sparkled and shined and was the most extraordinary feature of the film in the end. And her friend and co-star, George Raft, said in the end, she stole everything but the cameras. She stole the limelight from the stars of the movie. And she was adored for it. 
And she soared into stardom immediately. And she inspired songs during that time. She inspired Betty Boop cartoon episodes, even a painting by Frida Kahlo. So she was just a phenomenon. She was like, everybody knew her. And she was very intelligent. She was very good with words. And she knew what the public wanted to see. This is another thing which made her so extraordinary. It's that she stood up for her work and for her trademark wit and comedy and for what she believed to be good entertainment. And she knew exactly how to make a great public stand out of it. Exhibit A. When her Broadway play, Sex, well, even the name, right, that she wrote, produced, directed and acted in, offended several religious and over-conservative groups, the theatre was raided one night by the city officials and West was put into jail. She could have gotten out of it by paying a rather low fee, but she used the momentum to create more public coverage on her play and on her person. So she stayed in jail and apparently it wasn't so bad. Afterwards, she reported that she wore her silk pajamas, her silk panties, and that she dined with the warden and his wife. And, well, the public knew her. Everybody knew her, whether they liked it or not. She was front on every magazine. And the media basically crowned her the favorite bad girl. And West stayed that course. She knew that this was a way for her to use her wit, to use her skill with words, to use her like the sex that she just emanated. She was just like so funny, but still like so sensual. So she knew how to use that and to stay there. And she wrote the place just that way to fit that image. But it was an image which was just fitting to her. There was no one like her during that day and time. She was like very unique. And that was why she could demand such high wages. She was extremely well paid. She was at one time, I think it was about 1935 or something, she was the best and highest paid woman in the United States. And apparently, I'm not quite so sure, she was the second highest paid person in the United States, right after William Randolph Hearst. And she invested which I think is also rare. And I just give you a little bit of a sneak peek. I have researched quite some episodes that I'm going to present you. <laughs> and I researched some of the Hollywood actresses. And to be quite honest, those which are the most fascinating knew how to invest, knew how to manage their money. Those who had a sad end were those who spent their money, who had no idea how to create a life deliberately. They were like very fun because they just did what they wanted to and they just had an extraordinary life because they lived it and didn't care about the consequences. But those who really had an even more extraordinary life because they had more life to it, because they had means to do well, were those who managed the money themselves. They just were very, very clever with it. But that was just a sneak peek. And Mae West was one of them. She even one day bought an apartment building in Hollywood, which is called the Ravenwood, which has a great history. Can you look it up on Wikipedia? Lots of important and high-profile people from Hollywood have lived out at one point in their lives. And she bought the complex. The reason why she did that was because her boyfriend back then 
happened to be a boxer of African-American origin and the management of the apartment complex didn't like people of color. But Mae West had the means, she bought the apartment and as management changed it, the ban I mean, and yeah, her boyfriend could go in and out as it pleased him and her. <laughs> she was very outspoken about being liberal. She was a liberal at heart. She liked to converse and deal and live and talk and have fun with people of color, gay people, lesbians. She was just like open. And I think she said once, well, people should do whatever pleases them. They don't have to do it right in front of me, but they can do whatever they want. And I think she was like a trailblazer for that. She was very about, this is what I like to do. This is how I communicate. This is what I want to do with my life. And you do what you want with your life. This was basically a motto. This is how I envision her to have a life motto. This brings me to the next point about her, which I think, to be quite honest, so listen closely, is the most important ingredient to an unapologetically extraordinary life. And that is flexibility. <laughs> you wouldn't have guessed that, I guess. So what do I mean by that? It was during her heydays, during the time that she was loved, adored and like very successful in Hollywood, that the very strict censorship was enforced, meaning anything that would violate the virtues of the American public, like sex, alcohol or crime or violence, was banished from the movies. And Mae West's writing was sex. That was basically it. It was all like hinting at it or talking openly about it. And with the censorship, her writing style was really suffering really badly. In the beginning, apparently, she tried to circumvent it by putting even more outrageous things into the scripts in the hope that those very over-the-top things would get cut out and her normal double entendres would stay in. I think in the beginning, this was a successful thing to do, but then later on, all her writings were like not hers anymore. And her movies suffered. They were not the movies that people wanted to see. These were not the roles they wanted to see Mae West in. And instead of going down with the censorship, she just pivoted. She just saw that this was not how she could put her gifts to work. This was not the way she wanted to create a living or a life. So she just said goodbye to Hollywood, turned back on it, and she started to become a performer on the road again. So she performed in theaters all over the country. She got back to Broadway and she started to become a full-time singer as well. So she filled venues in Las Vegas, which was not that big back then. But she sold out all the concerts and all the shows and she could be who she wanted to be there. She was welcomed. She was even begged to be herself there. And this is, I think, one of the most important life lessons to just stick to who you are. And if the circumstances don't fit anymore, the person you have become, because you're constantly evolving, you're never standing still, your development is never stopping. So if you realize that you're like a butterfly in a cocoon and it's just not fitting anymore, you want to break out of it, you need to break out of it, otherwise you get damaged, get out of it. And she did that and she did it successfully. And she just stayed her wonderful self just in a different setting. And I think this is 
very, it's a very, very important lesson, especially for us women, because we, we are used to suffer. We start a job, we start a relationship and we are in that, but we continue developing. We realize things about us. We realize more what we like, what we don't like, maybe something else which we didn't know before. And yeah, the circumstance, the relationship, the job is not fitting anymore. And we are trying to convince ourselves that, yes, I chose this, so maybe I'm, I'm screwed up. I don't know why don't I like it anymore. Well, of course you don't like it anymore. You have evolved. You have developed. You are not the person you once were. And if you realize this is not what I want to do anymore, this is not where I want to be anymore, you need to get the hell out of it and see where you, as a person, can be your best and most fulfilled self. I think this is just such a great lesson to learn from Mae West, one amongst many. Another is that she was a style icon. She was like, even if you didn't see her face, you knew it was her. Because she had a very voluptuous figure, which was not the coveted body type in the 1930s. In the 1930s, it was more about Catherine Hepburn, very long, slender, very masculine, basically, with those long, bias-cut dresses, which, were, which clung to the body. Mae West had those body-hugging dresses as well. She had like those mermaid forms, like the mermaid uh, dresses with the trail tail in the back, lots of feathers and ruffles, and then she had the big hats. Like most of the pictures you can see of Mae West, when they're not like in a movie where she is in a room, but like outside or for a photo shoot, she has enormous, gigantic hats on a hat. And they're just her trademark sign. If you see a voluptuous figure in a bias-cut hugging mermaid dress with a huge hat, that's her. And she had like the platinum dyed hair to match. And she was just like, maybe a little bit over the top, but that fit her personality of being over the top sex oriented in her writing. It was just everything was a bit over the top and it was always pushing people's comfort zone. And that was great. I don't have a first person account from her, how she felt about that, about her style. But her autobiography is on my nightstand and I will devour it. But I thought the story about her is just too good to not share immediately. Because I think she was just like living life. And she didn't give an F about what others thought. And this is, if you, if you look up on YouTube, maybe it's even like on Netflix or something, but I found it on YouTube. There is like a little documentary about her and um, on her last movie, which I mentioned earlier about sex tat where she was like 84 years of age. And it was campy deluxe. And there were like lots of people you would have known, like Timothy Dalton was there and Ringo Starr was there. And there were like six other people who she married in a movie or something. And she was this 80-year-old woman who was still craving sex, who was just making man totally crazy with who she was. And the people in documentary or some of them say, well, she was a bit over the top and people were like not comfortable with her being like of such an age and still being like, I am beautiful and I want to have the light set in a 
specific angle so I look good and I want people to look at me and I like men and she was just that and she didn't care about others what they said she felt like that and she wanted to live like that and when she died she was married to a man who was 30 years her junior who was earlier in her Las Vegas shows one of the muscle men because when she was in Las Vegas she was like this blonde very sensual woman on the stage and she had just had like very muscular very beautiful handsome men on stage and she married one of them so She just had this very, very unique sense of humor, wit, style and life about her. And I, I don't say that everyone has to be like her. Definitely not. This is not fitting for everyone. But to her or for her, this was the way she wanted to live. This was the way she wanted to talk, to write, to love and I think she's a great inspiration to just not feel the need to fit in, to just talk the way you want to talk, to use the words you want to use, to do the jobs you want to do. And if your circumstances, your relationships, the people you surround yourself with, your flat, your house, your job, your city, your country, if something doesn't fit anymore, you can go, you can change. You have the power to do that. And you're like so worth to do what pleases you. So I don't want to keep you from doing important things in your life anymore. I'll close this episode and I hope you're going to look up Mae West on Wikipedia, on Netflix, on any kind of channel. You can research something about it because I think she's really, really extraordinary and she lived an unapologetically extraordinary life. I talk to you next week. Bye.